You are listening to the podcast of Calvary Church in Irwin, Pennsylvania. For more information, you can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com. Well, good morning. Welcome to Calvary this morning. If I haven't had the chance to meet you, I'm Pastor Dave Martin. I am the group's pastor here at Calvary, and I'm so glad to be able to bring the word to you today. And this month, we're talking about the topic, the Bible doesn't say that. Now, there's a ton of things that people attribute to the scriptures that just aren't there. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's not there. Some people say, thank God. (laughs) Or God helps those who help themselves. Look it up. It's not there. There's all kinds of things that people will uh, say that is part of the scriptures or stuff that God says, and the truth of the matter is, when you do some digging, those statements are just not in the scriptures. And so be careful when you say something is that it isn't. And we live in a day and age when there's really not much excuse within three seconds. I can say something and somebody watching online or in the congregation can pull something up on their phone and say, wait a minute, it's not in the Bible, I just Googled it. And so we have to make sure that what we say that the Scripture says, it better be in there because we can look it up and find it. And today we want to talk about one of those statements that just is not true. Do you remember that person in school that just seemed to be able to get away with something and never got in trouble for it? And when the teacher looked at them, it was, they just looked at them as this angelic being when all the while you knew that they did something again and again, they got away with it. We used to call that the teacher's pet. It was just so exasperating. Or maybe uh, you're in a job situation. You've worked hard. You're hoping that your boss noticed. And somebody leaves and you're up for a promotion. And the next thing you know, this new person's at the job. And you're like, they're not even qualified. How did they get this position when they're not even qualified? They don't know the company. And I've been here and I've been faithful. Has anybody ever felt like you've been on the opposite end of playing favorites. I want to tell you today that it's not in the scripture that God plays favorites. God does not play favorites. Now the moment I say that statement, people immediately get somebody in their mind or a situation in their mind where they think that God played favorites with somebody. But I want to walk through this and talk to this to us this morning about those kinds of things. You know, it's so frustrating. I think if we had to isolate one emotion, it has to be abject frustration when we get passed over for something or when we feel like somebody deserves something they didn't get it and we just wrestle with that whole thing. Wait a minute, God, how come they are blessed when I know this about them and I have been faithful and I've worked? Look at the story of the prodigal son. Wait a minute, I stayed home, the older son said. I was faithful. I worked the farm. Your younger son, more or less, said, I wish you were dead. He went out. He did what he wanted. Then he comes back home and you throw him a feast? Hold up just a minute. Who's the favorite child here? Can you imagine how that per- the older son felt in that scenario? Wait a minute. I stayed home and I'm not the favorite? And, and so we get this, this mixed up mindset of, 
you know, because people play favorites, God must as well. And frankly, he does not. So can we say it together? The Bible doesn't say that. Romans 2.11 says this, for God does not show favoritism, or another word for that, or a better translation for that, God does not show partiality. That is such a frustrating word, a frustrating experience for us when people show partiality to somebody. Uh, my wife and I, went, we went on staff at the Bible College because my wife's uncle was the president of the Bible College. They felt be- the apartment we got at the Bible College well, you got that because your uncle's the president. No, I got that because I have a child and you don't. We needed the extra bedroom. That was it. But, you know, it's just that feeling of it's unfair. Nobody in this room has ever said that. Nobody online has ever said, that's not fair. Yes, you have. Don't look at me in that self-righteous voice. We have all said it at time to time. That's not fair. The Bible says, Romans 2.11, God does not show favorism or partiality. God doesn't stand in heaven and say, now you, I'll do something for. I like you. However, you get on my nerves, you get nothing. That's not how God works. Or, you know, that one, maybe I'll give them a little bit better place in heaven. Let me think about it. That's not how God works. And so to have that view of God is inconsistent with the Scripture, and it's incongruent with the nature of God. And and many times we're trying to figure out why some people just get all the breaks. How come they got a good job, and I've been trying and trying and trying, and I haven't? How come... Somebody just walked up to them and blessed them with something when I'm struggling. Has anybody ever felt like that? Has anybody ever got that place where you say, you know, God, I've been praying and praying and I don't see an answer. And they just, they came and sat down in our little prayer group and they said, you know, I prayed and five minutes later, God answered me. And you're saying, I've been praying for years. God, where are you? God must have favorites. But God doesn't have favorites. Maybe you feel like, I'm not worthy. Maybe I've messed up too much. Maybe I've sinned too much. When God has given us the answer that there is no partiality with him. And when we try to figure it out, and when we try to isolate what's going on and why it hasn't happened, have you ever found your place heading have you ever found yourself in a place where you're heading to the place of the pity party? Oh, you're all looking at me this morning like you've never had a pity party. Come on, how many ever have thrown a full-blown cake and ice cream and confetti pity party for yourself? Can you say amen? Amen. Absolutely. I, a, a few times in my life, have thrown quite the shindig of a pity party. I mean, it was awesome. The problem was I was all by myself because nobody wanted to come to my pity party. You can feel passed over. You can feel forgotten. You can feel alone. You can feel like God doesn't care. But when we walk through the Scriptures, I love the fact that God put difficult things and difficult stories in the scriptures. I wonder how many of the stories that we've read where some of those people felt the same way. Wait a minute. 
I was faithful to you and I got thrown in the lion's den. Hey, wait a minute. I was faithful to you and I was abandoned. Hey, God, wait a minute. But as we look through the scriptures, there's all kinds of stories that let us know that God doesn't play favorites. Wait a minute, I know I read in the scripture. Don't you get up there and preach that. I know I read in the scripture where somebody found favor in God's eyes. There's a big difference between being a favorite and finding favor. When you look in the scriptures and you find the place where it says, and that person found favor in God's sight, it is always, listen to me this morning, it is always in correlation to that individual, that person in hot pursuit of God. When they said, I've got to know him, I've got to hear from him, I've got to get in touch with God, I've got to pray, every single time, every single time, is because they were pursuing him. And as you read through the Old Testament stories, you will find that favor or grace came in direct correlation to God's people saying, please forgive me, change my heart, change my mind. There is something that happens in the heart of God where he says, I will give them favor as they pursue me. It's not a, you've earned my favor, you've earned my grace, but I look your direction when you look mine. Oh, that's powerful this morning. When you look my direction, I, all I'm doing, some people say God will meet you halfway. That's not in there either. God never meets you halfway. When you look in the scripture, you look at the story of the prodigal son that I referenced earlier. The Bible says when the father saw the long lost son in the distance, when he saw him in the distance, he said, I'll wait till he gets halfway up the driveway before I take off running. It's in there, right? No, it's not. It says when he saw him in the distance, this old man, he didn't matter what it looked like. It didn't matter how he felt. He saw, he identified that it was his long lost son in the distance. The Bible says he took off running because he says, I thought my son was dead and he's alive and he took off running. Can I tell you this morning? Oh, I feel an old time Pentecostal coming up over me this morning. Can I tell you this morning? that when you look to God and you say, I gotta come back to him, I gotta get my life right, I've gotta get this straightened out of my life, as soon as he sees you coming, he takes off running your direction. You have found favor because you've said, I'm tired of myself, I'm tired of what I'm doing, I'm tired of living this way, and I just wanna pursue you, and you take one step, and he is in a dead run to you. Hallelujah, can you say amen this morning? Woo, mm. I gotta settle down, I'm sorry. Just got to relax this morning. Can I tell you that his favor to you comes in response to you heading his direction? God does not work in the same way that we do. God's favor does not come because you have earned it, because you deserved it, because anything you can do. In fact, when we look and we study through the word grace in the New Testament, it is unmerited favor. Not a thing that you can do to deserve it. It's just who God is. Oh, thank God for being God. Thank God for being who he is. He gives because of who he is, not because of what you've done or who you are. And all he's looking for is somebody to head his direction. 
God's looking for us to pursue him far more than Sunday morning. Far more than meeting together, whether it's in a physical building, whether it's online, he is looking for you and I to have a much deeper relationship than an hour, an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. He wants to be pursued. And as we pursue him, the scripture says in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I love part of my education for my master's degree was to study some of the Greek language. And the, that particular word filled does not mean he just takes and fills up your cup, but he keeps filling it and he keeps filling it. Oh, that's good preaching this morning, pastor. Yes, it is. Thank you. I'll buy my own tape after the service. <laughs> he just keeps filling it up. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled to overflowing. When you pursue God, he doesn't just give you enough to get you by. He gives you enough to get you by and help somebody else who may be struggling to get by. Can you say amen this morning? He fills to overflowing. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled to overflowing. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. If you want the favor of God on your life. Now remember, sometimes favor isn't fair. What do you mean by that? Sometimes favor isn't fair because look at the life of Mary. Little Mary was minding her own business and an angel shows up and says, hey, guess what? You're gonna be with child even though you've never known a man. That sounds wonderful until you realize in that day the laws were she should have been stoned to death being pregnant out of wedlock. And the shame and all that. Well, we meant you were highly favored, but this is going to be difficult for you. And then you're going to have to leave your homeland and travel to your husband's homeland. And when you get there, the holiday inn's going to be filled and you're going to have to give birth in a barn. You want favor? Sometimes favor comes at a price. But can I tell you this morning, whenever you pursue God, whenever you follow God, whatever he gives you to do, he equips you to do. He doesn't leave you out there alone. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Anybody ever lost their car keys? Did you ever lose your mind over finding your car keys? I set them down right here. You are tearing couch cushions out. You are emptying the junk drawer because every single house has a junk drawer. Oh, there's three of you that have one. Come on, every single house has a drawer that catches everything. I mean, you can find Cheerios, pens, and duct tape all in the same drawer. Come on. You look and you look. And then you find them on the hook by the door where you always hang them, but for some reason you forgot. But you go out of your mind. I remember I lost my wallet one time. We were living up in Maine, and uh, we got to the store, and I went to pay for stuff, and I always put my wallet in the same spot, and I reached for it, and I was like, my pocket is flat. Where is my wallet? And I'm, all of a sudden, what do you do in your mind? You start backtracking. Backtracking. Where was it? Last place I had it. I pulled into a car dealer where we had looked at a car, and there was my wallet laying by the back wheel. I said, thank you, Jesus, for living in Maine, because people are very honest up there, and they left it alone. The wallet was just still sitting there, all the money in it and the credit cards in it. It was wonderful. But I was 
frantic. My license, my credit cards, money, cash, all that stuff, it's right there. I'm go- oh, don't look so pious this morning. How many have lost their minds when you lost your keys or your wallet? Absolutely, until you find you're frantic. When you search for God with that kind of passion, you better look out. Because God is going to do something in your life, in your situation, when you say, God, I have got to have you. I have got to have that relationship. I have got to have you touch my life. I have got to have you speak to me. And when you search for him with all your heart, he shows up and he shines his grace on your life. God's favor, God's grace comes as a direct result of you and I pursuing him. God is looking for us to look for him. Not just this morning, but tomorrow morning. Happy Monday to everyone. You get up and you got a bad case of the Mondays where the car doesn't want to turn over and the milk in the fridge is spoiled and you get to work and somebody plopped a file this big on your desk. Happy Monday. Is Jesus just as real on Monday when the coffee machine at work is broken as he is on Sunday morning. He's looking for you to pursue him. Let me get to the bottom line of the favor of God. Familiar scripture that many people are aware of is John chapter three and verse 16. Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever Whoever, I love that singular word in that text. Whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. Whoever chooses to pursue him can have his favor. Whoever chooses to follow hard after him can have his favor. Whoever, are you the whoever this morning? You watching online, you watching at home, are you the whoever this morning? Whoever believes in him. And in conjunction with that text, let's look at Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. For it is by grace, it is by favor that you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves, and it's not of works, lest anybody boast. We have to stop there for just a moment. God's favor comes because you pursue him. It's not if you've served on the board of the church. It's not if you play guitar for the worship team. It's not if you serve on the security team. It's not any of those things. It is not of works. You can play that guitar until your fingers bleed and it's not gonna please God. The only thing that's going to please God is when you and I say, God, I've got to have you. That's when his favor comes on you and I. When nothing else matters to me right now other than knowing your heart, knowing what you want from me, knowing that you alone can satisfy the longings of my heart. It's not of yourself. It is the gift of God. That is the beauty of God's favorite. He doesn't play favorites, but his favor, his grace comes by his gift. It's a gift. And out of that scripture we see it comes, his grace and his favor is extended to all. 
It's just a matter of you and I if we want it. So God doesn't play favorites. He doesn't pick and choose who he blesses and who he doesn't. He's just looking for somebody to say, yes, I want you. I want to know you. It's not by your efforts. It's not by your goodness. It's not by anything other than you and I pursuing God. So this morning, as we wrap this message up, can we walk away with a couple of things? One, God doesn't play favorites. And two, you can have the favor of God on your life when you make a choice, when you make a decision to pursue Him. How do I do that? You know what the easiest thing is? God doesn't make anything difficult. When you pursue Him, you got to find yourself in His Word. He gave it to us. You got to find yourself in there. And God, I, I don't want to just read through the book and say, okay, I read through the Bible, I'm good. It's, I want to know. Help me to know your heart as I read this. And to be able to open your heart through prayer to Him and let everything out to Him. God, if you, maybe this morning you feel like God has played favorites, that life hasn't been fair to you, that stuff has happened. You know what? Sometimes stuff happens to us because there's sin in this world stuff happens to us and we just make a choice say you know God I'm not going to feel sorry for myself anymore I choose to pursue after you and whatever other people do that's on them but I choose to pursue you and when you do that God will shine his favor on your life that doesn't mean everything's going to be roses I don't want to paint a false picture not everything's going to be roses but isn't it great to know when you're going through a challenging time who's holding your hand when you feel abandoned by other people, God will hold your hand and he will walk you through the most difficult places of your life. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together this morning. Heavenly Father, I am so grateful for your grace, your mercy, your favor on us today. Thank you, God, as we've gathered in this place and we have gathered online that we can look to you and Lord, you said if we pursue you, you will fill us to overflowing. We long for that this morning, God. We long to have your heart. We long to know your heart. We long to know you. Would you this morning meet us and walk with us this week and, and speak to us and draw us to yourself. Let your word come alive as we get into it this week. Help us to pray and seek you with our whole heart and we know your word is true that you will fill us to overflowing as we go through this week keep your hand on your people the people that are here this morning the people that are watching online i pray that you would just surround them with your goodness and your grace draw us to yourself today father in jesus name god's people said amen amen god bless you i pray that you have a great week and we will see you next week. If you could just remain seated for just a moment. This is Pastor Nick Pohl, the lead pastor at Calvary. We're so glad you joined us for today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the message. At Calvary Church, we're passionate about leading people into an overflowing life with Jesus. We would love the opportunity to connect with you on your faith journey and hear what God is doing in your life or join you in prayer for any needs you might have. You can visit us online at calvaryirwin.com or send us an email at info at calvaryirwin.com. On our website, you'll find previous week's messages, 
a list of upcoming events, as well as resources designed to help you take those next steps on your journey of faith. See you next week, and may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. 